because there has been an emergency. To infinity and beyond. I thought my jokes were bad. The force will be with you. Always. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of Cinemania Live. As always, I am joined by my co-host for the Cinemania Live show. We have Hannah. Hannah, how are you? Hi, hello, I'm good. Um, how you been? How was your weekend and stuff? It's Tuesday. We missed Thursday's show. I got really sick. I don't know what's going on. But um, we missed Thursday's show, um, which that was the show we was going to trash Artemis Fowl. Did you watch that <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> no, oh, I didn't even bother with it. God damn it. Oof. It was rough. Like, it was it was tough. It was like, do you remember, like, like that old Spy Kids movie? Not the first or the second one, but, like, the, the one... 3D? No, not even that one. The next one with like Jessica Alba was horrible. Like the, the all 3D the, one. Oh, that, 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 oh, that's it. Yo, it was bad. It was like that. It was like that. It was cheap. It was very like. <laughs> Does campy. it look cheap? Yes, and I don't know how. Like it was like 125 million. What is it, like 145 million or something like that. Yeah, it was it was awful. It was like a, I mean, I'm sure you saw the clip of the guy. Oh, uh, maybe like, the cast cost. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Oh, Judy Dench and um, yeah, Josh Gad. I, I guess so. The kid Colin was Farrell. like, the yeah, Colin Farrell. The kid. Oh man, I want to say something mean about the kid so oh, bad. Go ahead, just do it. I don't understand. It, it's lied. not about his acting though. That's the <laughs> we lied. <why. laughs> that was, is the ugliest kid I've ever seen. Oh, I don't know. Come on. I thought he has a. I think he has a big head. That's all. Yeah, but, uh, that's that's the issue. The entire time, I, like every time I see him, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I saw your t- I saw your tweet and I was like I thought I mean you could say he's bad I feel like there's a, there's enough really good kid actors that we can say that he was trash or something I don't know um, listen everyone we went In straight to the conclusion I hate kids listen oh my god listen everyone we went straight we went straight to the gut with Artemis Fowl on today's show but today we're gonna talk about a couple of things we actually have a packed show ahead we're gonna get into the DC fan dome fan dumb whatever the fuck that shit's called and we're gonna get into that. Um, then the next segment, we're going to talk about a movie that Han and I were able to see early called 7500, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Give our quick thoughts on that. And then in the third segment, we're going to, we're going to um, have special guest Matt Neglia from the nextbestpicture.com show to talk. What is he talking? The Oscars, the Emmys, all the news from yesterday. So that should be, should be a pretty fun show. So let's get started here. Um, DC Fandom. DC Fandom was announced today, and we had... An announcement from Warner Brothers uh, stating stating that they're going to be doing a virtual event, a uh, virtual event coming in August 22nd, where it's going to be like their version of like Comic-Con and stuff like that, where they're going to just uh, show so many, they're going to do a lot of panels for movies and television and video games and comic books, literally like a virtual Comic-Con, pretty much kind of like what San Diego Comic-Con at home is doing. Um, so yeah, first things first, let's get your uh, quick thoughts on that as a whole. What do you think about all of that? So is it kind of going to be like a panel type thing? Are they just like showing a whole bunch of like kind of behind the scene or like just kind of like Comic-Con stuff? You like stuff you kind of see at Comic-Con? Is that what it's going to be? So I'm a, <clears throat> so I'm assuming there's going to be like that, yeah, like a, um they they release like they release it's going to be like a big 24-hour 
thing where you're gonna like where pretty much you're gonna have panels i don't think it's gonna be an like actual stage i think there's gonna be like zoom calls of stuff like that you know what i mean yeah yeah. well obviously um, or maybe like what they did with the, i don't know i don't know maybe, maybe like what they did with the ps5 event where just a bunch of little videos the way they did that was pretty was pretty good um i don't know how it would be i don't know how it'd be it would be done as far as like how it would look, how it's gonna be presented and whatnot, but I assume it's just gonna be a bunch of like video, what you see on the news, like video cameras and stuff like that, of people talking about whatever projects, but they're going through a lot of stuff. Like they're not just gonna like say a few things, like they're gonna be showing some footage for things, they're gonna be like releasing trailers, they're gonna be like, you know what I mean? So it's gonna be like a big, big event that they're doing. Um, a lot of people are questioning why they're not just, you know, going with comic-con you know because comic-con is still gonna happen the virtual one and why they're not just gonna do that but i guess this is like their way of just showing all of their own stuff so yeah that's what i know of right now you know so yeah it's gonna be like a virtual um like a virtual little event kind of like comic-con so um yeah what do you think I, I that's really exciting to me i saw this stuff on twitter today and i didn't fully understand what it was and i just thought it was kind of going to be like a live tweet kind of thing or something like that mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then i saw more people like kind of making it uh seem like a bigger deal and i looked into it a bit and i was like oh my god this seems so cool and then james gunn tweeted about uh how there's gonna be some suicide squad uh content there and then i saw the the warner bros page tweet uh like a uh, watchman gif mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to see what they are going to um, show. Right. So here's here's the um, article from TV Line. Uh, they're kind of talking about it. So it says, Some 16 DC TV shows, as well as a half dozen superheroic uh, mo- uh, movies, will serve up news, interviews, and previews via virtual DC Multiverse fan convention this August. So they announced it. They said it's gonna be twenty four. I don't know even know what that means. Like twenty four hours. Like I'm not watching that shit for twenty four hours. Dude, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Um, so it says they will deliver content reveals, announcements, and the opportunity to hear from the cast and creators of TV's uh, Batwoman, Black Lightning, Legends of Tomorrow, Star Girl, The Flash, Watchmen, Doom Patrol, Titans, Harley Quinn, um, the animated series, uh, Lucifer, Pennyworth. Uh, show's horrible. Uh, Supergirl, Superman. <laughs> Superman and Lois, DC Superhero Girls, I don't know what that is, that's probably an animated show, Teen Titans Go and Young Justice Outsiders, as well as the big screens, Aquaman, so probably something, I don't think footage or anything like that from Aquaman 2, maybe like a reveal or something, or like a a cast, Uh, The Batman, I'm hoping some footage, that'll be dope, Uh, Black Adam, once again, I don't think like a reveal or anything, I don't think they haven't even started filming um, for that, maybe like Maybe they're gonna announce a new date for Black Adam. A date for... I don't think that movie is going to come out next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't think it's, I still don't think that movie is necessary, to be honest. But Black Adam, uh, Shazam, so probably some Shazam 2 news. Justice League, the Snyder Cut, so probably something from the, from the Snyder Cut, like a, like a, maybe like a piece of footage or like a trailer. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the, the Suicide Squad, I'm hoping for a trailer because they're done, right? They're done screen, they're done Yeah, they've been um, done shooting filming. for a while. And then Wonder Woman 1984, so that's probably like an extended look in Wonder Woman 1984. We already had a trailer for it, maybe maybe, maybe like another trailer for that. Um, so yeah, I don't I'm, think we're I'm, gonna trailer for Suicide Squad. I don't know you don't what they're think gonna so? show, but I don't think we're gonna hmm. trailer. It's too early. I think I figure it's August. They can get something like like a little clip. I mean, what something. when does it come out next summer? No. Like a, yeah, like a teaser trailer. I don't know something. Something. We're like over. Know. Um, we're like probably 
un- just under a year away. So maybe, because yeah. they they gave the Shazam and Aquaman uh, teasers pretty they pretty did. early. Shazam, the they gave. I remember Shazam's trailer was not well. Last they dropped year. on the same night. Yeah, like the Shazam and Shazam one. Because that was that was the Comic Con the year before in 2018 that they released they released those trailers when they had a panel at Comic Con. Yeah. So and Aquaman was gonna come out later on that year, and then Shazam was the font was like next you know last year March. you know 2019. So yeah, I think they could show something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think not a lot. Maybe like a one and a half minute kind of teaser trailer or something to kind of set the tone to get what we're gonna see. But yeah, I'm excited. So they also said um, all the content will be virtually housed in six different areas inside the DC fandom. So this is kind of what Comic Con does. They like when they when they send like when you're getting ready to go to Comic Con and you have your ticket ready and whatnot, like the week before, like maybe like a couple weeks before, they send you like they send you like a big map of like where everything is gonna be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they send like a, they send like a big little map about where everything's gonna be, and it's kind of split up into into like parts. So like TV, movies, comics, like toys, um, cosplay, autographs, like that. And that's kind of how like what they're doing. You know? So it says um, the six different areas inside the DC Fan Dome, the 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 virtual event slash experience is going to have the Hall of Heroes, which is like special programming, panels, content reveals. So that's probably like where the Suicide Squad stuff is going to be at. Um, DC Watchverse, that's like screenings, never before seen footage. I'm interested in the word screenings because that yeah. does that mean some like movies or like something like that? Um, then you have the DC Uverse, uh, user-generated content, cosplay, fan art, uh, you can submit to that and whatnot. So probably pe- people virtually showing off their new cosplay. That's pretty cool. Um, then you have the DC Kids verse, um, family-friendly activities for younger fans. DC Insider verse, DC CCO Jim Lee, DC-based film chief uh, Walter Hamada, and Arrowverse creator Greg Berlanti offer an introduction to the DC multiverse and introduce artisans from comic books, games, TV, movies theme parks and more theme parks and um and then dc fun verse digital giveaways and limited edition exclusives so this is this feels very exciting i'm i'm, I'm kind of excited you know <laughs> watch it be a mess <laughs> oh, I, I ho- so somebody was saying and i was like no it, i think it'll be fun you know I hope things it's, that fun, announcing, but I'm it's warner bros so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the things like I I do feel like it's a lot. Like you know what I mean. They could have just done. Well, twenty four hours. Like, you need to have a lot. Yeah, yeah. I I personally feel like they would have been better off doing like something, like uh, okay, we have an event. It's like two hours. You know what I mean? Just to, like show because when you have a panel at Comic Con, usually you have about two hours to show. Like, you know, like an hour, an hour and a half or so. Like, Marvel last year, I believe their thing was like an hour and a half when they was doing all the Eternals, the, you know, people the people on stage and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually panels are about that long, you know, the longest being two hours. So you do like a two-hour virtual event where you talk about the TV stuff, the movies. But they it looks like they want to like, they want to like launch like a brand new thing and i don't see this being like a one-time thing i feel like this is a thing where like next year or like when this is all done it'll be like an actual fans can come to this event you know what i mean that'd be cool so um i'm interested 
Yeah, I mean, that'll be kind of cool. But then I'm like, I get nervous because, like, I like Comic-Con. You know, you don't want to take yeah. away. I feel like a lot of studios then would, like, start doing this and, like, oh, we don't need Comic-Con anymore. We can just do our own. Like, I know Marvel could do their own, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that makes me nervous for, like, oh, you know, what about what about Comic-Con? I mean, I think Comic-Con is still one of those things where, like, it's embedded in fandom. So it's, like, one of the things that people are always going to go to. But, yeah, you know, those thoughts still kind of run through my head a little bit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I... So how much is this? I think it's free. I think it's gonna oh, be free. okay. Yeah. That's yeah. that. That's different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I guess if if this is like super successful, um, then I guess maybe if other studios saw it being super successful and it mm-hmm. like goes smoothly, then maybe they'd be like, oh yeah, let's do this instead of Comic Con. But I think that people just like going to Comic Con too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- I just think that this is like a placeholder for you know not being able to do that. Yeah, I mean I would agree because um they, yeah I would agree because like and although Comic Con is doing the same thing, I do feel like it's a little odd to like try something like this this year, especially with everything going down. Um, mm-hmm. especially if the intent was to like launch your own kind of uh you know fan convention and. St- and stuff, you know, but like it's a lot more that goes on to one of these things. It's not just like a virtual thing. If you like act to actually do this at some point um, down the line, where you actually invite fans out, then you have to think about like a location, like the location that where everyone can kind of migrate to. That's like easy enough. Like you know, like Star Wars Celebration is like I think Star Wars Celebration is like Anaheim. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. California. I could see them doing like Los Angeles, something like that, something like this, or like New York City. You know. Um, yeah. But then you have to also do that, you know, what kind of things you got to do those days, you know, how long, what weekend. So, um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how it, how the virtual event goes. I don't think it's going to be like a disaster or anything. Like, I think it's going to be some fun. I think it's going to be some cool things we're going to see. I'm not watching it for 24 hours, though. I'm going to be I'll keep dropping in here and there to see what's going on. And stuff. I have my notifications pulled up. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm probably not even gonna watch it. I'll probably just wait for like Twitter yeah, to let me know. <laughs> wait for all the trailers to drop on YouTube yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because you know, as soon as they get dropped, they're gonna announce it on YouTube or tri- or like Twitter's gonna go crazy. Um, I just want to see. I, I honestly don't care about anything else. I just want to see the bat something from the Batman. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I just that's the I one thing that I'm we'll like. See, like anything like. Oh, I know. Cool. I feel like, yeah, I know. I don't really care about the TV Maybe stuff. we'll get another, like, one of those things where it's like, you know how they drop that test footage of uh, Pattinson online with the score maybe. in the back? Maybe we'll get, like, another one of those things. Yeah. Or maybe we'll yeah. just get some more set photos. Honestly, I'd, I'd love some more set photos. Set photos, I'd love something like or a Or character little... designs. I'd like to see some character oh, yeah. designs for yeah. the villains. Some, like, yeah. even just, like, animation, you know, how Marvel did it with the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, listen, I, um, yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Um, all right, with that being said, everyone, we'll take a quick little break here. We'll be back in a moment to the main. Already back on the show here, Cinemania Live. I'm Dwayne once again, joined by my co-host um, Hannah for today's show. We're gonna get into a quick movie review. Um, Hannah and I was able was was able to watch Amazon Studios' 7500, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So we're gonna give our quick little thoughts on the movie in today's second segment. So we'll kick it off here the movie is about it's, it's kind of a it's a very um straightforward kind of plot so the pilot 
gets he gets uh, he gets hijacked by some terrorist. That's it, you know. That's <laughs> that's the, that's that's the plot, you know. Um, all right, I'll I'll kick it off here. I listen. Um, this is not. We've gotten some. Listen, Hannah Knight's first screener is like one of the worst <laughs> movies. It's like it's like one of the worst movies. <laughs> one of the worst movies I've seen. Like I'm not gonna put any. I'm not gonna put anybody on blast. But it was literally literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Like it was horrible. It was just it was so bad. Like like it was so bad. So listen, um I'm always grateful to get screeners and whatnot. I'm always able to watch these movies a little bit earlier. Um this is an Amazon uh studios production, so I was very excited and I love Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh with that being said, I thought the movie was very kind of bland in some ways. Um, the acting by Joseph Gordon-Levitt I thought was really, really good. I thought it was great to see him back on the screen. I don't know his last projects, you know what I mean, before this. But <laughs> he's been, he's, yeah, he's been he's been he's been <laughs> gone for a minute, you know what I mean. So I was excited to see him again. I was like, this is really cool, interesting project to kind of come back to. But you know, let's see. Um, I thought he was really good. I thought his performance was really good. I thought the script was okay. Some of the shots were pretty good towards the beginning. Um, the, as far as the use of like a like some sort of camera, I thought that was very kind of um, you know tension worthy and, and scary. Then they kind of get rid of the camera, and I was like, oh boy, what happened? Um, <laughs> and whatnot, you know. Um, as far as just, I just think it's a very we've seen this story before. I think it's like I feel like it's 2020. This is the movie that you probably would have seen like 2003, and would have claimed it, you know, and all of its like glories and whatnot but i feel like it's 2020 we've seen this story a thousand times now mm-hmm. um nothing really changed nothing's really different about it besides that okay it's in a like you're the most it's mostly set in a cockpit now that's that's kind of different and cool but yeah i would say that like i love i like i liked the first two halves of the movie first two acts the third act definitely gets really really slow they they do this thing about like redeeming a criminal, which I'd never I'm never really like on board for. I think it's kind of annoying sometimes. Um, and I thought it was all right. You know, I thought it was all right. Definitely one of the better um, things that I've seen early. So let's get your um, thoughts on it. What do you think? I think it is a better version of that one movie that came out either last year or the year before it. Uh, it's like where they're on a train and like it's they're like veterans and they actually use the people who did it as the actors oh Do you know what um, I'm 19 about? Nine, uh it's like a number 15 something yeah. to paris 18 yeah. something to paris yeah. <laughs> i think it's kind think of a better version of that because that was um, bad uh <laughs> yeah the 15 17 to paris that movie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. because that's the last movie that i can think of where it was Horrible. like it used this kind of like trope uh, yeah. and I agree with you, or I just think it's kind of bland. I I liked it though. It's good. It was good enough. Like I wasn't like I didn't want to turn it off or anything like that. And I'm glad I watched it. And I agree mm-hmm. that um Joseph he's really good in it, and it's glad to see him. I'm uh, I'm glad to see him in another movie because it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I think that editing probably was my biggest issue with it because I feel like if a different editor came in uh they could have uh added some more tension to the film i think that that's where a lot of movies kind of uh when they kind of depend on tension 
uh, I think where they fuck up is not hiring an editor who can create that kind of tension. I always point to American Animals where I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. you watch the movie and that movie completely leans on the editing and it uh, executes it so well and it makes you feel like you're going to have like a fucking anxiety attack or something just because of how well it's edited. Uh, So yeah, I... It was good, though. I liked it. <laughs> I'm glad you um, got to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm always grateful once again, so I really appreciate Amazon for sending out the screener. Um, yeah, and I was like, I, yeah, I. it, it felt like a, uh, it felt like a TV movie, you know? Like, if I was flipping the channel and, let's say, like, uh, Lifetime or, like, <laughs> FX or something was, like, doing this, you know? I'd be like, oh man, this is like really great, but it's it's like it's a, it's supposed to be like a movie on streaming and stuff and what. And I'm not saying like streaming is this holy grail of movies because woof, we have some stuff on some streaming <laughs> on some streaming services. You know, listen, we just got finished talking about Artemis Fowl, like and that's on the streaming service. So, um, which was supposed to be in theaters. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is definitely better than Artemis Fowl, that's for sure. Um, and, and and listen, I thought I. Yeah, I just I, I I think the movie held. I think what really held on to the movie was uh, was his performance, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And I think without him, the movie probably would have felt a lot more generic if it was like some random guy that we don't know just playing this part, you know. But you take it the you, you take the movie a little bit like a lot more seriously when you have this high caliber of an actor on it and stuff so yeah you know when you have this actor on you just take the movie a little bit more seriously so that's why i enjoyed it a lot you know so i won't say a lot but like i enjoyed it you know um so it's a good addition to the group of movies that we're getting uh this week yeah i would say so yeah i would agree there's this one is the only one that's bad sorry (laughs) yeah and i still haven't um no i still haven't seen king of staten island too i heard really good things um i loved king of staten island and i loved the five bloods the five bloods was great yeah i loved it i loved it so much um the five bloods was great i watched that i think i watched well there was another artemis fowl that was the other one artemis fowl i i had to keep leaving i was like dude i'm out of here like i was just (laughs) i i I don't think i finished i don't think i finished i had like 10 minutes left and i'm like dude this is rough, but um, I want to yeah, see I the King of Staten well. Island because everyone has it on the top ten list and whatnot. So I do want to see that. Um, and there's a lot of other streaming. There's a lot of other, other like VOD movies that I want to see. Um, that are like coming out. That are like you know that are already out. That some of them that I missed at Sundance that are on like Hulu now. Mm-hmm. Like I still want to see Shirley, um, and stuff like that. Um, you got and you you made me want to watch like Sinister again because I love that movie. Uh, I was gonna ask you if you watched anything like good. Uh, over the weekend, just in general. Um, what did I watch over the week? Over the weekend was kind of low key. I was just um, yeah, I worked on Saturday, so I didn't really watch anything. I'm trying to think. Um, oh yeah, actually, I did want to talk about this. I got into the show, Dear White People. I absolutely love it. Oh, I saw you tweet about that. Yeah, absolutely love it. I got into it last week, and I'm on season two right now, and I really like it. Because I wanted to, you know, with all that's been happening, that's been going on in the U.S., I wanted to watch something like BLM, Proud kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know? So um, that's why I was really grateful for the for the Five Bloods, because I was really good. Um, and I weren't, and I, and I, yeah, and I rewatched Moonlight, um, and I was wrong about Mahershala, you know? Watching really? It again. You changed your yeah. mind? I did. I love him. I love it. I oh love it so much. I still Bless. get annoyed that he's just gone. I, I just, I, I, I guess I the main, listen. I don't think the listen, movie would hit as hard if he was in the, if, if, listen, if he wasn't I, it longer. 
I my thing about that is because I what what I said on the world show was that I don't I was like I didn't think that he deserved well I didn't think that I didn't really see that, not deserve because listen um I didn't I didn't think that I didn't I didn't understand why he had he got the award for being in a, in the movie so short and then I was like. I, I think he holds the movie up in the first, like you said, the first 20 minutes he does. But I guess a part of me was like, I really wanted to see his relationship with the kid, like as he was older. Not like a, I, I think, I think I would have liked it. I so I love the movie, but I think I would have liked it more if he'd stick around at least until he got older. And then when he was like, then when he, when um Chiron becomes the drug dealer, then he's like gone. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but I did because I, but I, I'm, I'm very conflicted with that point because like. Um, I like the scene. Like he does feel very, he does seem very like lost without him. And, you know what I mean? Like with this, mm-hmm. if it's, it felt like in the, you know, when he was, when he was a teenager, that, that, um, that you know, Marshall Ali uh, was like his rock, and now it's like his protector and whatnot. Now he's just, like gone. You know what I mean? So he's like back to being like with his like crazy mom and stuff. But he has Janelle Monae. Yeah, yeah, oh, I love her too. God, yo, oh, she she's is amazing in that movie. Beautiful. I mean, just the in performances this, uh, in that movie yeah. in general. I mean, all three of the people that played uh, Chiron just it, oh, yeah, so yeah. good. And then Mahershala, Janelle, Naomi Harris. Mm-hmm. Naomi oh, Harris man. is good. My homie, Naomi Harris gets me so upset, but I get such a good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time I did, I did watch for when the first time I did watch Moonlight. I remember bawling my eyes out when um. When, when as a teenager, when he was getting picked on so much um, about, about do, being gay, I oh my don't God. think I cr- I've cried harder other than uh, Whiplash uh, than when I watched mm-hmm. Moonlight for the first time, watching um, hit him get beat up outside of school. Yeah, the that was like what the the stuff when he was a kid. I I was like, this is sad. When he got older, I was like, fuck. I feel that. I get yeah. it, man. I was like, damn it. That is that that stuff really. And still watching it over the weekend again, I was like, oh. God, like that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's like, weird that you yeah. brought up Moonlight because I was uh, I was gonna mention how I watched Treasure Planet for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, last night and when we were watching it, because I was watching it with some friends, we were talking about how we uh, like a live action, and we were talking mm-hmm. about who we'd cast as Jim, and I brought up Ashton Sanders, um, who plays kind of the middle, um, uh, the middle age in Moonlight. Yeah, I wish he was in more stuff. He's great. I listen. He's in. He's actually in quite. He's. I wouldn't say a lot. I feel like the other stuff that he's been in has not really like his performance wise hasn't really popped. You know, in other feel stuff. I like he's not he's, in like. Let me see. Enough good stuff, probably. I would say that because he's in like he was in Captive State, and I was like, yeah. woof. Like he was in that movie. He just like he just literally um. He, it's like the, it's like these. You see these actors a lot. We're like, dude, why are you taking this? Like, you're you're so much better than like Captive State. He was an Equalizer too. I remember that. Um, and then he's in that new. Met, he was like a. He's in some Netflix movie called something. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't really. It, um, Hollywood you know. refuses to acknowledge any other kids apart from like the Stranger Things kids and the uh, and the It kids. And I think That's it's true. even harder because you know uh, even with the the kids in the Stranger Things and It cast who are like uh, people of color, you know they still get pushed to the back. And I think it's even harder for like uh, kids outside of that group, especially kids who are like people of color. It's like you know. That's it's, a great point because I haven't seen Chosen Jacobs in anything yeah. other than it. That's a great point. Wow. 
facts on here in today's show. I like that. Um, <laughs> it's sad. Trevante Rhodes too. Like after Moonlight, yeah. I was like, I was he like, dude, Bird the, Box? No, he he was in a fucking what? Is, what was it? Predator. Called? Predator. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, what are you doing? I'm get like, out of bro, there. you're not you're not a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, get out. I love I love him, and he's so damn good looking. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You should be like, he should be he a should superhero, be fucking, like Green a, a Lantern or something. Like, Something a leading James man. Bond, something like, I don't fuck? know. Like he should be like a spy, and so, I he don't know. He should be telling something. his manager that he wants to be a leading man. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? That guy's. A, I'm not gay. That guy's attractive as hell, man. That Trevante <laughs> role. You don't need to be gay to recognize that he's <laughs> that, one of the most beautiful men that guy ever. Is, I get so upset. You know, I'm going on Google right now. I get so upset, man. I'm like, dude, why are you looking like that? Why you looking like that? <laughs> why, why? I don't know. I, I get oh frustrated. She's a very attractive male. I'm like, dude, why are you? Why are you in Predators, man? You should be like in the Green DC's Green Lantern or something, <laughs> or like Marvel's whatever. You know what I mean? But like, dude, get out of there. You know, do something else. Um, but Bird yeah, Box and fucking Predator. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So that um, yes, yeah, so I watched that. And Dear White People was so great. You should really watch it. It's good. Only thing I don't like about it is that it keeps changing. I love the leading character, but they do this thing where every episode is about a new character. Okay. Not new, but like someone in the cast. I'm like, eh, I want to go back to the. I want to go back to the main one. She's great. You know. So I, I think yeah. I might watch that after I finish rewatching Silicon Valley. It's good, yeah. It's a good show because um, you know who the main you, you you've heard of that show, right? There are white people in the main character. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Uh, I heard it. I remember when it was like first uh, coming out, yeah. And how there was like some controversy around it for a while, uh, and I I remember that's why I didn't watch it because I was like, uh, some people are saying it's good, some people are saying it's bad. Uh, but now that you've recommended it, I want to watch it. I don't think it's no. I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. At all, I, I I don't think it's bad. I just think um yeah, it's controversial. And if you're a racist, yeah, you, you gotta get you gotta get like tweaked a little bit. I mean, come <laughs> on, <laughs> like cause like you are, you gotta get tweaked a little bit. There's a lot of there's a lot of offensive stuff, you know, in the in the in the POV of black people. So I mean, like deal with it. I don't know what the hell. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> um, it, it's a good it's a good show because then too like. Um, the, no, I won't tell you anything. I want you to be like surprised. So yeah, okay. I, I, I know I absolutely nothing about it. Yeah, like, yeah, that's how I went so. into. I literally saw it on that Black Li- Black Lives Matter thing that, that Netflix did. I was like, oh, let's watch that. I want to see that. You know, so yeah, going completely blind. Cause I like I like it a lot. Um, there's one character that is absolutely annoying, but I won't tell you. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, alrighty, guys, that is it for second segment. We'll be back in a moment with Cinemania Live. Alrighty, guys, we're back on today's show here at Cinemania Live. Uh, Dwayne here once again. Hannah had to step off really quickly. So we're joined here by our special guest from nextbestpicture.com. We have the one and only Matt Neglia. Matt, how are you? I'm doing fine today. How are you? I am pretty good, man. Very nice to have you on the show. I think it's been a while since you've been on the show. I think the last show you was on was maybe last year, I believe. 
what was it early this i think it was last year um yeah so uh very nice to have you on very excited to get into what we had to talk about i wanted to get you on because i, I know we had yesterday there was some news well throughout the weekend there was some news from like the oscars uh the emmys and stuff like that going down so i want to get into that with you really quick so uh first thing we'll get into is the 93rd oscars uh, that has been delayed to April 25th, uh, 2021, you know, due to the whole pandemic and this year's Emmys uh, being canceled, which I was surprised that they um, didn't want to do like a virtual kind of thing with the with the Emmys this year. Um, so let's get your thoughts on that, on those two big news from yesterday. Um, yeah. What do you think? I mean, it is what it is to quote the Irishman, right? I right, mean, right. what else are we going to do at this point? So, mm-hmm. The Oscars being pushed off, I think, was ultimately inevitable. But the thing that frustrates me is it's becoming very clear with not just that decision, but the extension of the eligibility window to go beyond December 31st, 2020, and have that go until the end of February now. That, to me, just shows that the Academy is not willing to honor the films that did get released pre-COVID in 2020. Mm -hmm. And they're also not really willing to accept the movies that uh, got streaming releases during COVID 2020. So they're giving this extension in hopes that some of the movies that are typical Oscar movies that usually come out towards the end of the year will still be able to come out if theaters do reopen and if things do go back to some form of normal, um, especially for the films that needed the extra time to work on post. And maybe we're aiming for a December release. Now they could come out in January, February. And it just kind of upsets me a little bit because it just shows a lack of faith in the movies that did release. And it's like, look outside of your comfort zone for a little bit here and realize that I don't know about you, but I was looking forward to an Oscar year where maybe never really, sometimes always uh, could have been a big contender, you know? A lot of good Sundance movies. Like, right, yeah, like, I, I, I agree. I was just like, when I saw that, I was like, damn, like, this year could have been the year where you see you wouldn't see something that you, you know, wouldn't really see. Elizabeth Moss, actors. best actress for The Invisible Man. Ben right. Affleck, best a actor for The Way of- Back. A lot of different little things. And yeah. Like, now I have to be really skeptical on a lot of things that I've saw. Because like you said, um, like, you know, some of like some performances like um, The Assistant and stuff yep. like that. Like a lot of different movies that are going to get kind of put on the uh, cutting room floor because of this new kind of deal. I have um, to now kill my Hugh Grant for Best Supporting Actor chances for the gentleman now. You have any idea how much that upsets me? <laughs> that's what I – that's what I um, I was nervous about. I, I, I'm just very – um. It's very frustrating, too, especially, um, you know, we had a really, really good movie over the weekend that everyone's been buzzing about, The Five Bloods and stuff. So I, I just, um, yeah. Yeah, very... that just went from being a best picture, best director, best screenplay potential contender uh, to Delroy Lindo or Bus now. Yeah, yeah, it is very, and it's very, I mean, I don't know how you can overlook that his performance in that movie and just, you know, make that kind of decision. So we'll have to see what they end up doing. I mean, I know this was kind of, um, you know, we all saw this coming, like you said, with the pandemic, all these, like, big uh, events being canceled or delayed. Like, I know the the one big one that was delayed was uh, South By, you know, when this whole thing kind of started. Uh, South By Southwest had gotten delayed. A lot of these film festivals getting kind of, uh, becoming kind of virtual. Can! The Cannes Film Festival didn't happen. 
Yeah, cans. That's like you know, all these uh, these are film festivals that were hap- that were happening, you know, for years. You know, so you would never believe that they would be um, delayed or canceled or you know whatever. Is happening. I'm getting emails of people asking me, and when I say people, I don't mean normal people. I mean people within the industry asking if I'm still planning to go to Telluride because they're trying to assess right now how many journalists are even willing to go to Telluride. When was that? When is Telluride usually? That's usually like late summer, correct? That's uh, typically uh, Labor Day weekend. Right. So are they – so they're still trying to – they're still like – they haven't canceled that yet. They're still trying to uh, hope hope that that maybe they can get like a small uh, kind of festival out of that. Yeah, that in Venice. Venice, yeah, right. Um, I think it seems like those are the only two left that are just like you know trying to hold on. I know San Diego Comic Con, not not much a film festival, but they were trying so hard to hold on to that date until they realized that you know by July all this stuff is not going to be like washed up anyway. I just got um, an email actually uh, just now. Regal yeah, theaters so are I. reopening on July 10th. Regal theaters reopening July 10th. AMC theaters is also next month. Um, I, I I saw the announcement today for Cineworld. Um, over, over, you know, across the seas and stuff. So a lot of those things are opening. Um, but I, do you think? Ask you a question. Do you think a film festival can run in the midst of all of this with strict guidelines? With strict guidelines, <sighs> like less people, like kind of the seating, like what the, what they're doing for movie theaters, but just like in a festival, you know. I mean, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. And within the theater and also like online queuing up to go into the theater, sure, you can implement certain rules for that sort of thing. But outside of that, you can't stop people from doing whatever they want to do after that. And I think no matter what you do, it is a big risk regardless. So I don't have the right answer to this. I Because honestly, I want to say the answer is don't go. Right. But I'm such a big fan of film festivals and such a movie fan in general that it hurts me to say that. So, uh, like, fighting the urge to want to say that and say, yes, go instead. Uh, but I understand that there are a lot of people that can't go because they are at risk. And right. for them, it's potentially life and death. You know, I'm a young person. I still have, like, my health. And, yeah, while I can still contract it and maybe it could still um, be potentially harmful to me, um, I definitely don't have the same mentality about it as others do. And I know that I would want to avoid contact with people as much as humanly possible to prevent the spread of it if I went. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another thing, too. Film is supposed to be a communal experience, right? It's supposed to be something that's shared with other people. So if you go into a film festival, part of the fun of film festivals is that you're surrounded by other movie lovers and you talk to people about the movies that they've seen. And you meet people and, cool. you know, whether that's in line or at a restaurant or whatever it is. And if we're going to all be doing social distancing, I mean, then some of the magic is going to be taken away then regardless. So I I don't know. I don't know what any of this looks like. Uh, you know that no stars are going to show up. That's for sure. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they're, they're gone. I think Sundance was the last one where stars was actually there. Um, you know, the, that was I mean, that was the first festival, big festival of the year, which was a lot of fun um, and whatnot. But yeah, so I uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what what ends up happening because I know like. It's 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 a lot more 
So, like, to, in order to do festivals, there's a lot more stuff that you have to get done besides, like, okay, we could just run. Let's just get this going. Like, the city has to be involved. The city has to agree to it and stuff like that, you know, whatever, like, country or city that it's in. So that, you know, you would have to think about that. Although overseas is a little, it's not as bad as the U.S. as far as the pandemic. Um, so I'll be interested to see that as far as, like, Venice goes. I don't know what they're, what they're um I don't know, like, what, what those numbers are overseas for a lot of other uh, festivals that was going to happen at the end of the year, like the British Film Festival at the end of the year, if they were still doing that and stuff. So it's very interesting to see, like, what they end, what everyone ends up doing and whatnot. Um, lastly, I wanted to get into the Emmys being canceled. Uh, they did say that they were going to do the... Um, like one of the uh, one of the awards was going to be virtual, but the main Emmy show, the Primetime Emmy Awards, is not going to be happening this year. Um, no, 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 no. That's not that's not that's not true. Um, it's the Emmys themselves are going to happen, and Jimmy Kimmel is going to host. What they are canceling instead is they are canceling the um, uh, what am I thinking of the the other show? Um, oh my God, why am I having a hard time remembering this right now? Let me look it up. Hold the on. Creative Arts Emmys. Oh, right, 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 right. I think I got it mixed up. Because I thought, about yesterday I saw that the Creative Arts Emmys was happening virtually, but the actual Emmys... No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, okay, wait, I got it now. It's the Creative Arts Emmys are going virtual. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Emmys are not canceled. Um, mm-hmm. They were supposed to be doing, like, a live telecast, you know, in the theater, but apparently they're going to be going uh, virtual. So that's going to be, I don't know yet. I mean, think about it this way. We've seen late night talk show hosts like Kimmel uh, do yeah. his show uh, from his own home, right? Kelly and Ryan, Ma- yeah, those morning shows too, yeah. And, and maybe that's what it's going to be like. Maybe it's going to be Kimmel from his own home hosting and they will have some of the stars in their own homes like watching live to see if they win or not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, you know, but it's definitely going to be unique. That's for sure. But yeah, they're not they're not canceled. I just yeah, I just looked it up too. So I I I thought yesterday that it, it said that the Creative Arts was virtual and the Emmys were canceled. But I yeah, I guess, I'm looking it up right now. I guess um yeah, he's hosting the 2020 ones. Um and yeah, if if they do it virtual, I think they've done a lot of these kind of things. Um like you know like American Idol was doing this for a little bit stuff like that. It could be done. You know, people doing it from their homes, and you can just send out the awards to whoever, you know, whoever wins and stuff like that. So I guess that'll be kind of interesting to see. His big quote right now, uh, Jimmy Kimmel says, I don't know where we will do this or how we will do this or even why (laughs) we are doing this, but we are doing it, and I am hosting it. Right, which I'm very, which I'm very, very um, excited to see and stuff. I am, I'm nervous because... I I, I, I want to get excited for these things, but then I know that within the circumstances, it's really hard to get excited for a lot of these kind of awards um, shows and stuff like that, especially, you know, where like considering where we're at and stuff right now in the world. I, I, right? I, I agree and I disagree. I agree in the sense that um, there are a lot of things happening that are bigger than this right now, but you also got to right. remember that entertainment is always meant to be in some form or another an escape for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so if for just one night amongst all of this um for a few hours three hours whatever it is if you can escape for just a little bit and be entertained and have a good time as a viewer um then they're doing exactly what their job is now as a business how they're gonna do ad revenue wise and everything else uh with a minimal audience watching because you're right the world is currently focused on so many other things right now that an award show may not be the thing that they actually do want to escape to during this time 
it could go either way. They either might have great ratings altogether um, because nobody has anything else to do. Despite or or they might have terrible ratings because um and and listen this is the um the Oscars I'm talking about I think the Emmys are going to do fairly okay this year because you got to remember something during this pandemic we've all been watching TV we, like we've had time to get caught up on TV it's the Oscars I'm more worried about um because pe- there haven't been movies so the Oscar ratings uh, from a business standpoint I worry about but the Emmys I think are going to do just fine this year I mean. Do, do you know a single person that sat home during this pandemic and did not watch Ozark or did not Ozark. catch up on Succession? You <laughs> true, know what I mean? True, true. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, that's actually that's actually a great point. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, within the movies realm. It's kind of like, hey, we don't know because you know there are although there are a lot of like VOD and streaming stuff happening. As those big like tentpole movies, like you know whether whether when whenever we're gonna get movies like Tenet and stuff like that to get into theaters or like Dune later on at the end of the year. But like when we, but like as far as TV, TV's been doing its thing. You know, TV's still been going. All these great shows are still on. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, for I, now, I for right. now. <laughs> yeah. True, true, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think um, the Emmys will be fine as far as like the awards go for those um, television shows. I'm very excited to hear that it's still going and stuff. Very intrigued is the word I'll say to see how they're going to do it because, you know, um, these things are tricky to do, you know, when they're like virtual when it's something new that you're not used to. So I'm very excited to see what they end up doing and whatnot. But um, all right, everyone, that is it for the last segment of today's uh, show. I really want to thank Matt for coming on today. Uh, Matt, won't you let everyone know where they can follow you and where, where they can follow the podcast? Yeah, so I'm everywhere on the internet at Next Best Picture, where we're always looking for the Next Best Picture Oscar winner. Um, the podcast is called the Next Best Picture Podcast, and you can find that on all of the podcast networks. So hit that subscribe link and listen to us talk about award season all year round. All righty, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys, once again. Thanks again to Matt. Thanks again to Hannah from today's show. And that is it, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemanic94, and you can follow the page uh, Cinemanic World on Twitter. Facebook, and Instagram. And that is it for today's show. We'll talk to you guys soon. My name is Dwayne. That was Matt. Earlier, that was Hannah. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.